Hello and welcome to Teach Me Too, a podcast from Eastside City Church. And welcome to season one of our new podcast, where each season we're going to be looking at learning how to put an aspect of Christian faith into practice. And this season is called Teach Me to Pray. And we're going to take a deep dive into how we pray. Now, I'm your host, Peter, and I'm the associate pastor uh, here at Eastside City Church. And today, I am joined by Pastor Jan, who alongside her husband, is the lead pastor of our church. Thank you so much for joining me today, Pastor Jan. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Well, in season one of this podcast, we will focus each week on an aspect of prayer, and then we're going to follow that up with an interview with someone from our church who's going to share with us about what prayer looks like in their life. And so I've got Pastor Jan here co-hosting this episode with me, and then later on, uh, we're going to have an interview to talk more about what prayer looks like in her life. Whether you are a new Jesus follower or are seasoned in the ways of Jesus, there will be something for you in this podcast. This is episode one, God Listens. If you could sit down and have a conversation with anyone, who would you choose? And what would you talk about? Maybe it's someone that you want to hear from. So you could be looking for investing tips and knowing what should I do with my money? Or maybe you might pick somebody who you could sit down with who could give you the inside story, the behind the scenes information about what really happened in a situation. Or you might choose somebody who you could ask, hey, what do you think about this issue or this topic? Or you could choose to sit down with someone to get their feedback on an area of your life or something that you really care about. Then there's also someone that we could sit down with who we would want to share with. And so, man, I would pick somebody who I could pitch my ideas to. Or uh, somebody that I would want to tell how much their work means to me. But if it were me and I were choosing who I could sit down with for like a power lunch to have a conversation with, I think I would choose Pastor Timothy Keller and his wife, Kathy, uh, because they're leaders that I admire and it would just be neat to have access to them. I've listened to many of Tim's sermons and I've read his books. But I'd love to chat with them about books and stories because that's what I love and care about. And it would be really cool to find out what authors and stories we might all enjoy or have in common and to be able to ask them specific questions about what they love to read. But what about you? Who would you choose to talk to? And Pastor Jan, since you're here with us, who would you choose to sit down with and talk with if you had the opportunity? Well, I love um, crime-solving detective work kind of stuff. So I would really love to sit down with a retired detective. His name is Joe Kenda, and he worked for 23 years in the Colorado Springs Police Department. And in that time, he and his team solved 
356 cases. So if you do the math, that's a 92% success rate. Uh, I read somewhere that he had, when he retired, he only had 31 cases that he didn't solve. And out of those 31, 17 of them, he already knew who did it. He just didn't have enough evidence to oh, prove wow. it. So I would love to pick his brain sure. and just even follow him through a case to see how he goes about processing the scene and everything. Awesome. I think that's a great choice. Well, when we're talking about prayer... We want to understand that prayer is simply communication with God. It's us sitting down or taking a few moments to connect and talk to God. And as a Christian, we have access to talk to God and to hear from Him because of what Jesus Christ has done. So now we get to communicate with the God who created us. And yet, when we're talking about prayer... We understand that so many Christians can find prayer to be a challenge, and so we find it uninspiring. Sometimes the time that we take in prayer just seems to drag on and on, or we feel like it's just a one-sided conversation, like we're just monologuing or talking to the wall or to the ceiling, or we feel like prayer doesn't really make a difference. Prayer can be a real challenge. Yeah, it's... um. It's interesting because when we, um, as we go through our lives, we're we're seeing everything in the natural. But when we pray, we are uh, tapping into our spiritual side. And I I really believe that if we could see in real time clearly uh, what is taking place around us when we pray uh, in the spirit in the spirit world. I think that we would be motivated probably to pray more often, and maybe it would even impact the way we pray because we could see the direct result of our prayers in real time as it's happening. But as it is, we, we don't see in the spirit, spiritual world. So mm-hmm. it really is a leap of faith when you pray. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think part of what we're looking to accomplish is to help people to overcome some of the challenges that we find when it comes to prayer, because we really know and believe that prayer is so impactful. Well, we're going to start by looking at why should a Christian pray? And really, we're going to be dedicating a few of the first episodes of this podcast to just looking at what is our motivation for why we might pray. Not just if we know like what we are supposed to pray or it's important to do it, but why are we praying? Why should we set aside time to communicate with God? And why would we want to make it a priority in our spiritual life? And the first reason, and what we're going to talk about today, is looking at the reality that God listens. The good news is that we are saved by God's grace through our faith in Jesus Christ. And now we have access to God and he listens to us. God hears your prayers. And I want to share a quote from the Lexham Bible Dictionary, and this is on prayer. It says, prayer was not unique to the Israelites of the early biblical period. Many cultures in the ancient Near East offered liturgical and ceremonial prayers and petitions to their deities, However, 
the prayers of the Old Testament differ in many respects from those of the surrounding ancient Near Eastern cultures. The biblical examples of prayer portray Yahweh as a God who listens, not a deity who is distant or must be cajoled into attending the affairs of humanity. We've all had the experience of talking and sharing, and you know that the person across from you isn't listening. Maybe they're distracted by their phone, or they're just waiting for their turn to speak. But the God of the Bible is shown as a God who listens, who hears his people. And I want to take a look at some of the Bible verses that show us this. So uh, first up is in Isaiah 65, verse 24. It says, before they call, I will answer. While they are yet speaking, I will hear. And in 1 John chapter 5, verse 14 and 15, it says, and we are confident that he hears us whenever we ask for anything that pleases him. And since we know he hears us when we are making our requests, we also know that he will give us what we ask for. In John chapter 9, verse 31, it says, We know that God doesn't listen to sinners, but he is ready to hear those who worship him and do his will. And then in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 12, it says, The eyes of the Lord watch over those who do what is right, and his ears are open to their prayers. But the Lord turns his face against those who do evil. So his ears are open to the prayers of those who are doing what's right. In Psalm 66, verse 17 to verse 20, it says, For I cried out to him for help, praising him as I spoke. If I had not confessed the sin of my heart, the Lord would not have listened. But God did listen. He paid attention to my prayer. Praise God, who did not ignore my prayer or withdraw his unfailing love from me. I love that in verse 19, where it says, but God did listen. He paid attention to my prayer. God didn't ignore my prayer. And that is the confidence that we can have to know God really is listening. God really does want us to pray and to talk to him. And that when we're praying, we're not just talking to the ceiling. We're not just talking to the wall. That we know that God hears us. But I think that one of the things that we need to look at is as we were reading through those verses, is there anything that keeps God from listening to our prayers? Because even in just those verses that we read, there are some conditions that we kind of want to be aware of. There are some things that we want to draw our attention to. And so uh, in John 9, 31, it says that God doesn't listen to sinners. And the psalmist said in the verses that we just read in Psalm 66, that if I had not confessed the sin of my heart, the Lord would not have listened. And uh, if we should ask for what pleases God or according to his will, that if we want him to listen to us, we want to pray according to his will. And that when we're doing what is right, God's ears are open to our prayers. And Pastor Jan, do you want to jump in here on maybe some other things that might prevent us or keep God from listening to our prayers from the Bible? Yeah, it's a challenging concept to think about that how could a loving God not listen to us? But God cannot violate who he is. 
And there are some clear things that the scriptures talk about, reasons why our prayers are hindered. And some of them are unforgiveness, if we hold unforgiveness or bitterness towards others. Some of them uh, reasons are uh, maybe we're praying selfish prayers uh, that are just focused on ourselves and not uh, what is it that God wants. And so another one to that would be if we're not seeking what God's will is for a situation, uh, then those prayers are going to be hindered because God can't violate himself, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe we love sin, and so we are unwilling to give up uh, a sin in our life, but we're still praying, expecting that God would answer us. Uh, maybe we have wrong desires or wrong motives. Maybe we are trying to manipulate God with our prayers or manipulate a situation, or we want it to turn out just uh, uh, in a way a way that we want, you know, but that might not be God's will. That might not be the the right uh, uh, result, mm. right? Um, maybe we're disobedient to God. Maybe we've been walking in disobedience and God has been uh, speaking to us about it, but we've been ignoring what he's been telling us. And we're still praying and we're frustrated that uh, our prayers seem hindered, seem like they're not going anywhere. They're not mm. going to his ears. And uh, and we're just walking in disobedience. Maybe we have unconfessed sin. Maybe there's uh, sin in our lives that we have not acknowledged. Mm. We have not been willing to admit that there's a, a, a problem mm -hmm. in our lives. And so um, maybe we're dishonoring uh, each other in our home. Maybe uh, we have uh, bad relationships in the mm -hmm. home between husbands and wives and between parents and children. You know, God cannot honor your prayers when you are dishonoring mm -hmm. uh, those in your immediate family or those around you. That would violate who God is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think like when we go through a, a list like that and we kind of examine some of these things that might uh, keep God from listening to us, we all can pretty quickly come to the conclusion of, oh man, like there's there's a lot of things inside of me that might fall into those categories or into into those things that we're talking about. And the importance of repenting and going back to Jesus and thanking him for what he has done and what he has accomplished in our life and surrendering ourselves to him so that we can follow in his example and have that confidence to know that he hears us and that there's a God that listens. Yes, absolutely. Every single one of us, when we just go through that quick list we mentioned, uh, is guilty uh, at various times of every single thing on that list. And so it does put things into perspective that we need to position ourselves uh, always in a right position uh, if we want our prayers to go unhindered. Mm -hmm. And I love that quote uh, that we read from uh, the Lexham Bible Dictionary. We're talking about prayer and just that idea of the biblical examples of prayer uh, that we see, especially in the Old Testament, into the New Testament, of a God who isn't to be cajoled into attending into the affairs of humanity, that we're not out here trying to convince God to listen to us, or that it has to do with just everything that we've done or not done, but it's all because of Jesus. It's all that we have this access now to God 
through Jesus to where we can sit down, we can take the time and have that confidence that he listens to us. And so I, I think that coming to that place of, hey, God, I repent, I recognize on my own that you're not going to listen to me, that based on what I've done or not done, it's not enough. But thank you for Jesus. And thank you that because of him, I can have that confidence now to know you hear my prayers. You're listening to me. I'm not trying to twist your arm or to make you listen to me, but that you love me so much that you want to listen. Yeah, I I think it's refreshing to know that uh, there's nobody on earth that can manipulate God. Mm-hmm. We can't. We don't have to beg. Right. We don't have to plead or grovel. We don't have to try and uh, be crafty when we approach Him. Uh, uh, Jesus made the way already for us to be able to approach him. Mm-hmm. But we do need to position ourselves properly in that. And that is the whole, let's examine ourselves. Right. Let's see what's maybe out of line mm-hmm. in our lives that could possibly be hindering uh, our prayers from coming to the attention of God. Right. And I, I think somebody like looking at the example of Jesus is a great way for us to understand what that looks like. Because Jesus wasn't turning people away. Jesus had time for people. Jesus was listening to people. People came, they asked him questions. And the more sincere that a person was, the greater the need that a person had when they came to Jesus. Well, Jesus had all sorts of time. He prayed for them. He healed them. Uh, All these different examples that we can look at of people coming to Jesus and Jesus listening to them. But there were people who came with their, you know, kind of own sense of, I'm righteous, I've done everything their right. Their agendas. Exactly. Yeah. And that got a different reaction from Jesus. Right. And so we want to keep that in mind when we're coming into prayer. Hey, I'm coming humbly. I, I'm repenting. I want to align myself with God. And then from that place, I know he's listening. And that's why it really I wanted us to start uh, with this idea of God listens. And if we're talking about why why should I pray? Why should I take the time out of my day? If, if I'm asking somebody to teach me about prayer and to teach me how to pray, well, there's no point in doing it if you're not sure the other person is listening. If you don't know for sure that they're actually going to hear what you have to say, then then don't take the time. But when we have that confidence, when we know that God really is listening— that changes everything. That really is a a motivating factor. Anytime that we've been in a conversation with somebody and you can tell the other person is really interested in the conversation, they're encouraging you to share more. They want to, they're asking questions and drawing information out of you. Everybody loves that. We like to be listened to. We like to know that people want to hear what we have to say. And so knowing that that's what our prayer life can be like, that conversation that we're having with God, to know that he really does want to hear from us, and he is listening. So coming back to this big idea, why should Christians pray? Why should we start out on this journey of prayer? And why should we continue to pray? It's because the God of the Bible who is presented as the creator of everything, who is all-powerful, who is all-knowing, because that same God listens to our prayers. 
you know, we may or may not be able to ever sit down and have a conversation with those people that we'd really like to. It'd be really fun. It'd be really interesting. But each of us can take some time and pray and talk to the God who created everything, who knit us together, who made us. That same God is listening to our prayers. And I think that's incredibly motivating. So what does this mean for us? Well, like we mentioned, no one wants to keep sharing when we know that we're not being heard. Nothing is going to cut short a conversation faster than when you realize the other person, it's just a glazed look. They don't really care what you have to say. It's just going to make you want to clam up. You're not going to want to keep going. And I don't have to convince God to listen to me. I don't have to bring him gifts. I'm not trying to bribe him to listen to me. I don't have to try and twist his arm or hold him hostage. But instead, I can have confidence that I'm heard. But there is that element to recognize, wait, how am I coming into this? Am I holding on to some things that I know I shouldn't be? Is there some areas of my life that God's trying to deal with me in and I'm just ignoring it and thinking, well, God's still going to listen to me. God's still going to hear everything I have to say. So we want to have that tension of repenting, of turning to him, and then having that real honest conversation with him and knowing he's there, he's listening. Yeah, I think uh, you hit on something there when you said there's a responsibility on our part to be honest, to be real, to be honest with ourselves. Uh, you know, you can't fool God. Mm -hmm. You can't trick him. You can't come in and say everything's okay when it's not. Mm -hmm. You know, he knows already. So I think there's a responsibility on our part to really look inward right. and figure out, am I being honest mm -hmm. with myself? Am I being honest with God? I mean, you can try to, you know, uh, present yourself as someone who you're not, but you're not fooling him. Mm -hmm. He's not fooled by your uh, cover-up story. Sure. You know, yeah. he already knows where you're at. Right. So there is that element of be real. Yeah, absolutely. And I think if you're somebody who's listening and you can tell somebody's not telling you the truth, they're dancing around the issue, they don't want to really tell you what they think about something, then that doesn't really motivate you to listen to them. Right. And so, yeah, absolutely approaching God with honesty. He knows it all. He's seen it all. You can't have can an honest, honest. Yeah, you can't have an honest conversation with somebody who's dancing around and trying to put on airs and, yeah. and be something that they're not. You right. know, you just, it's ridiculous to even have a conversation with that person. Mm -hmm. Well, as we consider these things, we're going to take a moment at, in each of our episodes to pray. As we're talking about teach me to pray, uh, we're going to pray. And so uh, let me pray for you. So God, thank you for Jesus. Uh, thank you that Jesus has saved us through his death and his resurrection. And thank you that now, because of our faith in Jesus, we have confidence to know that you hear us. Your ears are open to our prayers. You are an attentive listener, and you pay attention to our prayers. God, we ask that these truths would motivate us to talk to you because we know you listen. 
when you feel distant, or when we feel like our prayers are just falling on deaf ears, help us to hold on to what you have said, to know that you are our God who hears us. And if there are things that are out of alignment inside of us, God, we repent, we return to you, and God, we know that you hear us. We thank you that you're listening, and we pray these things in your name. Amen. Well, today for my interview, I am joined once again by Pastor Jan. Pastor Jan, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today for this interview. Uh, Pastor Jan has known me my whole life. Uh, She and her husband were my youth pastors during my entire teenage and young adult years, and now we've worked together as pastors for the last number of years. And over that time, I have heard Pastor Jan pray numerous prayers about so many different topics. And Pastor Jan, I'm very excited to interview you and to ask you some questions about prayer. And so I want to start with what does prayer look like in your life? How do you pray? Well, I was thinking about how to answer this question. And for me, I don't Uh, follow a rigid formula. My prayer life is like an open-ended, ongoing conversation with God. Uh, There are some days when I specifically want to pray at least an hour in one setting. And so when I'm doing that, I will um, uh, sort of loosely use the Lord's Prayer as my rough outline Uh, But I'm not tied to, I I have to just only read that through and then I'm done. I use it as sort of a topic guideline right? uh, or a theme guideline, I should say. You know, sometimes I'll start with, uh, you know, exalting God and Mm -hmm. then I'll move through the different uh, verses of the Lord's Prayer, but I'll branch out into other things Mm -hmm. and other things that fit under that theme. And then there's other times where uh, I pray what's on my heart. And so usually it's a burden uh, that I might be feeling or carrying, and it's been weighing on me. And, uh, you know, there's a scripture in the Bible that says, out of the overflow of the heart, your mouth speaks. And so Mm -hmm. if I'm feeling heavy in my heart or my spirit Mm -hmm. about something, whether it be a personal or about the church or about, you know, our city or Mm -hmm. our country or whatever... um, I'll I'll just begin to talk to God about what's on my heart, mm-hmm. and through that, uh, I'll branch out into um, all the things that I'm feeling about that theme. Mm-hmm. So when you pray, do you find yourself like praying out loud, audibly? Is it more often that you're just kind of praying in your mind and in your head? What does that look like for you? Yeah, for me, um, I pray out loud. Okay. Um, it's not that I couldn't just pray quietly in my mind, mm-hmm. um, but when I pray, I am a verbal communicator. So right. I like to, um, sometimes I am speaking loudly sure. <laughs> if I'm passionate about right. something, and sometimes I'm. it's quiet, but I need to hear um, myself saying it as well. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. 
So then do you find yourself kind of just taking some time or getting away in order to do that, especially if you're going to be praying like passionately or loudly, kind of get away from everybody and take some time to pray? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm not afraid to pray Mm -hmm. uh, around my family or in front of people, but there are times when there are things that I want to say and I don't really want to say it around other people. Uh, There are deep things that I might be frustrated with or maybe some uh, worries I have, and mm. I don't want to share it where others are necessarily listening, right? Um, because it is a conversation that I'm having uh, mm-hmm. with God, right? So, uh, looking at prayer kind of as this journey, uh, as we're following Jesus, um, prayer not just being something that we do for like a season or at a time, but something that we're we're to do for our whole kind of Christian walk, our journey, our life of following Jesus. But kind of looking back. Uh, is there a time when you first started out praying or began to pray, or maybe there was something that changed the way that you pray? Could you talk about that? Yeah, definitely. Um, for me, you know, my prayer life has matured mm-hmm. uh, over my lifetime. When I was a child, uh, my prayers were childish mm-hmm. prayers, right? They sure. were, <laughs> obviously, they were uh, about things that were on my heart when I was a child. Like, I remember uh, praying that my grandparents would stop smoking. Sure. Uh, my grandparents right. were not Christians, and mm-hmm. so it really bothered me mm-hmm. when I was a child that they smoked. And okay. so I, I was, as a child, you know, just begging that... Uh, God would help them to stop smoking. Mm -hmm. And I remember uh, when I was a teenager, specifically, I believe I was 15. And I remember this time in my life because I was, um, I had been struggling with depression Mm -hmm. quite a bit. And uh, I remember being very angry and I was upset at God. I was upset at, you know, the church. I was Mm -hmm. upset at uh, the world. Basically just anybody could upset me. And, um, I remember, I think it was my dad that had um, been talking to me about um, reading the Bible and just starting in Proverbs and mm-hmm. reading one chapter of Proverbs a day. Um, and and so I remember uh, taking him up on that challenge mm-hmm. and also uh, demanding that God would prove to me that he's real. So uh, basically, I was trying to make a deal with God, like, all right, I'll try this, Mm -hmm. I'll pray, but uh, you need to prove to me that you're real when I do this. And this was as a teenager? Yeah, this is when I was, uh, uh, specifically, I remember making demands on God when I was 15. Okay. uh, Because I was upset, and it was kind of like, all right, well, I'll give this a try, but... You know, I got to see some results. I better see some results or, you know, I'm scrapping this. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting is um, that (laughs) it's it's amazing to me that God even honored that kind of a prayer because he did answer me. Mm -hmm. And it was the first time in my life where I heard his voice. And it wasn't like I heard it in my ears. Okay. I heard his voice in my um in my core almost mm. like almost right in the core of you know your your body core right okay. and it was it's the strangest sensation um because 
your ears are up here, right. you know. <laughs> but uh, it was the first time I aud like I I say audibly, but I heard his voice, but I wasn't hearing it in my ears. I was okay. hearing it in my core, like a feeling, like a sensation. Yeah. Like it a, was a sense new. It was almost like a a feeling in my core as well as a word in my head okay. that I heard together. Right. And I was like, well, did that, was that out loud? Or did mm. I just hear that in, in yeah. my core? Like, right. it's hard to explain. Sure, but of yeah. course. But that's the first time I heard God speak to me. Wow. And did that really change things for you then? Like that yeah. experience? That, that kind broke of, me. That wow. broke me. I was a very um, rebellious, hardened critical teenager. Hmm. And it broke me. Wow. I couldn't believe that God would reveal himself to me. Because wow. uh, I wasn't exactly a, a you know, a quote unquote, good Christian sure. when I was doing this. Right. Yeah. It was just, I was calling out to him saying, wow. if you're real, prove it. Wow. Kind of seeing this thing that you'd seen, like your parents were like very much going after God, pursuing God, and then seeing like the reality of that now in yourself, kind of coming through this experience with God. That's really cool. Yeah, it needed to be real to me. Right. Uh, you know, I I watched it in my parents' lives. I grew up in the church, was born yeah. in the church and grew up all my life. So I'd been around, you know, Christians and praying Christians and, and you know, but this was a moment in my life where... I needed to know God was real, and it needed to be real to me. It needed mm -hmm. to become my conviction, not just I was following someone else's beliefs or convictions. Wow. And so then that that kind of began that level of, of prayer, pursuing that kind of, I'm assuming praying with a little bit more of a, like a confidence of like, wow, I've had this encounter I, I really felt God speak to me here, and that kind of changed things for you in in, in how you continued to pray. Absolutely, forward. yeah, that was the start of it. And as I was reading uh, the scriptures, even though it was a very simple reading plan, you know, one chapter a day in Proverbs is a very mm -hmm. easy read. Sure, um, it it was like. Even though I had heard those verses before in my life, mm -hmm. when I was reading them. Um, and I was praying, God was um, revealing to me what they meant, wow. what the words meant, and and revealing things that I hadn't seen before. Like mm -hmm. you could read the scriptures over and over and over again, and it's just like, yeah, 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 yeah. So those mm. are words. Right. But it was like when I was reading it, God was showing me things that I wow. hadn't seen before. Yeah, it was like coming alive for you. Yeah, it was coming alive. Wow. Well, uh, today our episode has all been focused around how God listens to our prayers. And so the question I have for you is, what does it mean to you knowing that God listens to your prayers specifically? Yeah, well, for me, um, you know, prayer is like, it feels like I'm talking with my uh, closest and most trusted uh and most cherished friend. Hmm. And and this is someone who always has time to listen to me. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter what time of the day or night it is. Right. 
It doesn't matter what's going on. Mm-hmm. And this is somebody that is listening to me, but actively listening to me. Not, right. you know, yeah. <laughs> we talked about this yeah. where, you know, you can tell when people are nodding their head, but, you yeah. know, they're not listening right. to what you're saying. But when I pray, I am communicating or conversing with God, mm-hmm. but he's my closest friend. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I don't feel like... I'm talking to myself or talking to the wall or talking to somebody who's disinterested right. in talking. Mm-hmm. I feel like I am talking to the person that knows me the most. Mm-hmm. And so it's a very real and raw conversation. Mm-hmm. And is do you think that's something that developed over time? Like did that, that's something that grew and matured kind of that, that word you used before that you've seen over time in your life? Yeah, because trust is something that uh, develops over time. Mm -hmm. And so uh, the more that I could sense his presence with me or I could, you know, uh, things came alive in the scriptures when I would read it or I would pray and then I would see uh, God answer my Mm -hmm. prayers, the more I trusted and the more I was like, okay, I can trust that you're real and Mm -hmm. you are listening and you're with me and I can feel your presence. I -hmm. I could feel your peace or I could feel your love or comfort if Mm -hmm. if I needed to feel comfort, you know, and and he would, uh, you know, reveal that to me, right? And so then my trust grew. Awesome. Uh, Now, because I've known you my whole life uh, and I've been in all sorts of different, like, uh, experiences and times where I've I've seen you pray or kind of on a, a moment's notice needing to pray for something or, or step into a situation and to pray. So I, I definitely know that you are someone who is not afraid to pray about anything. And I know that sometimes in life, life can be so full or so overwhelming. And there can kind of be that idea of even by the time we set some time aside or we sit down or we're, we're coming to prayer. There's kind of that idea sometimes of like, Oh man, what do I pray for? Or it can be like, there's so many things that I could be talking about right now. There's so many things I could be praying about. And how do you for yourself kind of decide what to pray about? I know you kind of already mentioned going through like the Lord's prayer, but yeah, just, can you speak on, on that Praying about because you could pray about anything, and I I know you pray about all sorts of different things. How do you determine what you're going to pray about? Yeah, well, I mentioned earlier, like I don't follow a, a formula. Um, I do feel like it's a relationship. So it's like when you're conversing with your spouse or you're conversing with your best friend. You know, you're not following a script. Sure. There's not necessarily an agenda you're coming with. Right. There's not an agenda. There's not necessarily, uh, you know, um, yeah, you're not trying to prove uh, anything to that person. You just naturally open up your mouth and Mm -hmm. share. And there's moments where, depending on uh, if I'm feeling burdened about something or if I'm feeling upset about something, or even if I'm feeling very rejoicing or happy about something, uh, I may start with that. I may start with, you know, what's, what's, you know, what's been rattling around in my heart Mm -hmm. for some time or, or whatever. And then there's other times where I'm, I want to strategically pray 
for an hour mm-hmm. at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I want to, I want to actually, I look at the clock and I, I don't set a rigid timer, but I have an idea of, all right, this is the time I'm setting aside. I want to start right. at this time. And I'm hoping to um, be able to, to pray all the way until this time. Sure. And if I go beyond, that's fine. Okay. You know, and in those cases, I might have a more of a, um, an outline right. that I'm kind of going by. Like mm-hmm. I do want to approach him. Uh, you know, the scripture says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts mm-hmm. with praise. So I do want to approach him with praise. So it's intentional. It's intentional. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or I I do want to acknowledge his goodness in my life, and I want to recount the things I'm thankful for. Mm-hmm. And I want to go through um, the the qualities that God has that are so amazing for me, like he's good and he's loving and he's Mm -hmm. faithful. And, you know, so I'll be acknowledging that when I start or I'll be exalting him up and lifting him up above my problems or lifting him up above my worries Mm -hmm. or lifting him above my feelings and emotions. So I might start there uh, because I feel like, all right, I don't want to just start in on Here's my laundry list of needs that I have for you. Now just answer them. You know, mm-hmm. it's a relationship. So I wouldn't approach anybody else in my life that's important to me that way. Uh, you know, I might approach them first, you know, with a, an opener, you right. know. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I will I will start that way and then I'll move into, um, you know, maybe there's some things in my life. We talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's areas in my life that are they hindering my right. prayers? Oh, I want to deal with that. I okay. want to deal with my relationship to God. Am mm-hmm. I? Is there something that I'm not aware of that might be grieving the Holy Spirit or grieving God? Right. And I don't want to grieve Him because I want Him present with mm-hmm. me. I want Him in the room. I want to be able to communicate and not be offending Him. Right. So I, I look inwardly mm-hmm. and I deal with that, and then I'll move on to, all right, here's some worries or needs that I think... I want to bring before you, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm concerned. Maybe I'm asking for healing, maybe sure. for somebody, or right. maybe I'm asking for a, an open door or direction in an area, you know, mm-hmm. and I want to have a clear answer. Right. So I'll move into that. But I try to finish also with thank, thanking him and praising him. So right. I like to start that way mm-hmm. and I like to finish that way. Uh, but that's when I am specifically. Uh, uh, setting aside, setting some aside. Time. Yes, yeah. I want to pray mm-hmm. for at least an hour. So that is my goal. Mm-hmm. You know. So you have aspects where sometimes it it's just like a conversation you would have with a person where you're just coming in and it's kind of here's what's at the surface of my heart. Here's what's kind of bubbling up in my life. Here's the things that I want to start with. And then there's those other times when you're coming and you're kind of you're working through some things. You're kind of I want to start here. I want to end here. And here's where I want to go in the middle. Yeah, and there's also times where, uh, you know, at the drop of a hat, you know, I might be thinking all of a sudden Mm. about somebody or a situation, and I always uh, use that as a cue Mm -hmm. in my own life. If I suddenly start thinking about somebody in my life or a situation I know they're in, I'm taking it as a hint to pray for them. Mm -hmm. So if that pops up into my mind, as I'm going about my day, say I'm doing the dishes or say I'm, you know, driving somewhere. Yep. I will just take that as a cue. Mm -hmm. All right, God, they're on my mind. I'm going to lift them up in prayer. There must be a reason. Mm -hmm. There must be something that I can do in this moment, and I don't want to pass that moment by Mm -hmm. and not acknowledge it. 
What do you love about prayer? Well, prayer is the language that we use to communicate with God. So it's completely personal. Uh, and it's perf- It's a perfect fit for each one of us. Mm. My language and my conversation and how I communicate with God is perfectly suited for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's not... We're not trying to force that fit on anyone else. Right. And each one of us can have our own perfectly suited language and conversation with God. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the most honest conversation that I can have with anyone here on earth. Right. Nothing's off limits. No topic yeah. is off limits. Yeah. It doesn't get awkward. Yeah. There's no. so many things where you have to dance around or be careful when you're talking to people. Right. And it's not like that in prayer. Right. There's no off limit topic. There is no uh, no need to skirt around any right. issues or feelings or emotions. I don't have to be worried that I'm going to upset God mm. or that I'm going to hurt his feelings mm-hmm. uh, when I'm sharing my thoughts and feelings. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I can be free just to be honest and be mm-hmm. real. Well, I think like for me, one of the things that I'm I'm really excited about is talking with you and for the other interviews that we're going to have over the course of this first season because I really agree with what you're saying, like the uniqueness that is you and how you pray and what that looks like in your life, we're going to see the differences from each uh, individual and how they pray and the uniquenesses of who they are and with their relationship with God. We're going to see a lot of similarities between them, but yeah, that very specific how God made you, how you communicate and how you communicate with God and then it's going to be different for each one of us. And and I think that's important for uh, us to just keep in mind that I'm not coming out of this interview thinking, oh, man, I don't pray exactly the same way that you do. And so that must mean that there's something that's not right uh, with me. But seeing the similarities and letting God speak to us. And, of course, like like you're saying, the decisions that you've come to and how you pray, they're based on the Bible. It's not just your opinions. It's not just what you're thinking. It, you're coming from that foundation. Right, exactly. Yeah, but it's refreshing to know that you don't have to uh, try and be something you're not or mm-hmm. try and emulate someone you're not. Right. You know, you can just be yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, God already knows you. He made you, so mm-hmm. be real. Mm-hmm. Last question for you. Uh, what would you say to someone who is starting out in prayer? Uh, how would you encourage them? Because you, you kind of talked about, you know, praying when you were a kid and then praying as a teenager and praying as an adult and and that journey that you've been on with prayer. And and so this is something that you've been praying for a long time. This is not something new to you. But if there's somebody out there who's starting out or who is just looking at, not sure where they're at in their journey of prayer, how would you encourage them? Well, the first thing I would say is um, be patient with yourself Mm. and don't be so hard on yourself. Um, God is not looking for perfection mm-hmm. from you. Uh, he's looking for the real you, right? the honest you. And um, when you think about prayer being a language that we use to communicate with God, well, when you were learning how to talk as a child, when you first started talking, you babbled. Sure. 
you know, you were incoherent. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you knew what you were saying, but right. nobody else understood you, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. but that didn't stop you from babbling. Right. And as you progressed, you started to form words that made sense to everyone else. Mm -hmm. And then you started to string those words together into sentences. And, right. you know, then you could carry on a, a, a conversation mm -hmm. that could be understood. And I think you need to realize that Nobody is judging you. Hmm. God isn't sitting there going, you know, pass, you know, <laughs> fail, you know. Not good enough. Not good Don't enough. Don't like that prayer. Strike yeah. his name. And nobody's swiping sure. right or left. You know what I mean? <laughs> when you're talking to God, uh, he uh, completely understands uh, that, you know, you're just starting out or hmm. you're maybe a more... Uh, you have some more experience praying. Like he, right. he knows where you're yeah. at. So he's not holding it over you mm -hmm. in a judgmental way mm -hmm. that somehow you're not performing. You don't sound as smooth as somebody who's been praying for years and years, mm -hmm. you know? And so um, it's like a muscle. It's like uh, prayer can be, uh, you know, ascribed to being a muscle. So sure. when you first start to exercise that muscle, it's it's weak. Mm. It's not very strong. It can't do a lot and right. it can't hold a lot. Mm -hmm. But the more you work that muscle, the stronger it becomes. Mm -hmm. And pretty soon it's quite strong, you know. It, and so it does take time to develop uh, strength. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say proficiency because I would just say that that sounds like performance, but right. th it does take time to develop a strong prayer life. I wouldn't recommend that you start off, well, my goal is to pray 10 hours today in a row. Sure, you know, well, right. I hope you succeed in that, <laughs> right. but chances are you right. might not. And I don't want you to be discouraged and then give up because mm. you weren't able to hold out for a certain amount of time. Right. You know, it might just be a few words here or there mm. as you're first starting out, you know? Right. And I would encourage you, find a private comfortable place mm. that you feel like you can be yourself in, right? Uh, that you can, you know, try yeah. things out mm -hmm. and not be afraid that, oh, somebody heard that, right. somebody's, you know, maybe laughing at me yeah, or making yeah. fun of me, you know, mm -hmm. uh, you just want to set yourself up to not be discouraged. Mm -hmm. But you also need to permit yourself to stumble and trial and error some things and, you know, kind of just... Uh, work out some kinks, so to speak. You mm -hmm. know, you're not talking to a stadium full of people. You're not right. doing a TED talk. <laughs> sure. You know, yeah. you're performing for an audience of one, mm. and it's the one who made you. Right. So you don't have to puff yourself up mm -hmm. or act like somebody that you're not. Mm -hmm. You don't have to impress God. He already knows everything about you. Mm -hmm. You know, so it really is just getting yourself to a place where you can be the real you. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that's, yeah, so important for people to hear and, and to really hold on to uh, and to have that confidence in God knows me. God knows the real me. There's no need to pretend or to put on a show. And uh, like we've been saying for this whole episode, that he's listening, that he wants to hear what we have to say. And he is that great, attentive friend who is drawing us it out of us and wants to hear more and more of what we're sharing. 
Well, Pastor Jen, thank you so much once again for being here to kick off our podcast in episode one. Thank you for pulling back the curtain and sharing about your own prayer life and even uh, your journey in prayer, uh, because I think it's really encouraging for us to hear uh, different voices and different people talking about prayer, as prayer is so private and something that we do just between us and God so often, uh, we don't really get to know what prayer looks like for other people. And uh, I'm really excited to, to dive into this more over the course of this season. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. This is a lot of fun. Teach Me Too is a presentation of Eastside City Church. It is produced, recorded, and edited by Josh Pegelane, Josiah Ragundan, and Paul Nguyen.